Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Saturday, January 28th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And today we're going to be talking about Supergirl Lives, the latest episode of Supergirl, obviously. Uh, The winter premiere, you could say. Um, Before we get into spoilers, what did you think of this episode, Zach? Uh, This was a somewhat goofy episode, I guess, if I had to sum it up. There's a lot of aliens and kind of wacky stuff, but that's okay because it's a comic book show. And so, you know, that's kind of the stuff that I come for. So um, I wasn't upset that it was somewhat cheesy, goofy at some times. Um, I think if I had to pick something that I liked the most about this episode is some of the character development, not so much maybe the action and alien parts but that's just me yeah i'm kind of agreeing with you i I think it ended up being a pretty good episode overall i think it started a little cheesy at at different times but it ended up being a pretty good and fun episode i liked a lot of the things with monel and win i liked seeing some of that um and yeah it was a very alien episode and that Mm -hmm. it worked out pretty well i guess um so i guess that's it we'll get into spoilers now uh essentially this episode you know Kara goes looking for a missing person this is a woman who is missing her daughter so she thinks it's nothing or snapper thinks it's nothing but Kara thinks it's something so she decides to go looking for her. eventually she tracks down that there is a bunch of people missing and it's because there is some portal to another world where Manel and her go and of course it's a red sun and neither of them have powers uh, it turns out roulette is trafficking people, and yeah, they have to get everyone loose and find their way back with the help of Alex and John and Wynn. Yeah, and this is one of those episodes where <clears throat> there's maybe too many people going there, so they come up with a reason to not send somebody. So, like, John can't go because the atmosphere is poison to him or something like that. Right. Well, if anybody had superpowers, they would be Exa- able yeah. to break right out, so that's why... Kara and Wynn can't do anything, so then they had to come up with something for John, too. Otherwise, he would have been able to fix it quick. Yep. Um, I wasn't, like, I don't know why they brought back Roulette. Like, it wasn't necessary for the story at all. Yeah. Uh, unless, the, unless like, there's something later playing on to, yeah. like, oh, this is leading to something more, you know, like, Roulette's gonna, I don't know, she's trafficking a lot of people, so we're going to come back to that later. Uh, but at the same time, I sort of like when they return villains. Like, I think that's one of these, one of the problems with the CW shows is that they, too many of the villains are one off. So I can't really mm-hmm. complain that she shows up. I don't think she, she didn't necessarily have to be there, but I, I would rather her be there than some, you know, like just the doctor, that doctor guy in this episode. Yeah. Speaking of that doctor guy, that's James Urbaniak who plays Rolf on The Office, if you watch that. So it was just funny, like, seeing him and recognizing who he was. But uh, he plays a very good, evil, creepy doctor. That is just, it looks like <laughs> that's his natural state, and so he's good at it. <laughs> yeah, he, he was uh, good at being an evil doctor. I didn't even recognize him, but yeah, he was he was good at that. Yeah. Um, something else that I really liked about this episode, uh, like I said, the character development. I really liked what they did with Wynn. Um, you know, kind of like at the beginning of the episode, he gets, he takes down a guy, but then he almost gets shot and it kind of like shakes him and like 
makes him not want to go out again and he doesn't have any confidence and so I guess for me that is more relatable like if I'm honest with myself if I were thrown into a situation with superheroes or vigilantes like the guardian I would be scared out of my mind with people <laughs> like people with real guns running around and trying to kill me and so um yeah I thought it was cool that they they took that story angle but that at the end he kind of redeems himself he figures out that he does have confidence and he's even though he's not a superhero or a vigilante he still can help out yeah I think that was really well done that might have been the single highlight win through this uh, you know I think they did a good job of not having something too small happen to him where he's just like, oh, you know, yeah. um, you know, I slipped and fell when there was a robber out and now <laughs> I'm afraid uh, he had a legit reason. And yeah, he he sold it well that he was scared. Like he was worried for his life. And that's something we don't even think about with these characters sometimes, especially on Supergirl, because, well, she's invincible. But with James and Wynn, they're putting their lives on the line just and I'll see, I'll, you know, he's used to working in a computer his entire life. He's never seen this kind of action up close and personal. So I think they did a really good job with that. And I was glad he sort of came around at the end. I'm glad they didn't. I wouldn't want to see like a, a four episode arc where he's not sure if he wants to do it because he's needed. But um, mm -hmm. I'm glad they resolved that. And the only, <laughs> the only thing with his action at the end, I hope they don't turn him into a vigilante too. Oh, no. I don't think they'll do that. <laughs> it, it was cool to see him stand up for himself, but I, I don't need another person fighting crime on the show right, right. now. Uh, speaking of which, Monel wants to become a hero. And so, like you said, it's already getting a little crowded with the number of heroes on this show. Uh, what did you think about Monel and his kind of arc in this episode? I liked it. I'm I'm enjoying Monel. He's he's a fun character. Yeah, I mean, some of this stuff can be almost be cheesy for him, but I, I think he balances it pretty well and he pulls it off. The actor does. Yeah. Uh, so I I like seeing him. You know, like Paris City and things like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. The little moments like that are a lot of fun. And seeing you know an alien on Earth, what he would, you know, he was an adult alien and then just showed up on Earth. So it's cool to see why he would what he would be like and the things he would struggle with. What do you think of Monel? Yeah, um, pretty much just everything that you just said, I agree 100% with. Um, it was also the most interest. one of the most interesting parts is when they're trying to escape and uh, there's a Dominator and one of the Maldorians right. and they bow to him and don't shoot him. So thinking that maybe he was the prince and he was not the person protecting the prince, that he is the prince of Daxum. Right, so we'll have to see more of that coming up. I'm I'm assuming that's going to play a key part in Monel's arc through the rest of the season. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad he's going to become a hero now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, me too. That's uh, what I wanted when they first introduced the character. When we first found out who it was, when it was Monel, I was like, man, I hope he ends up. Obviously, he's going to end up becoming a hero. I think it would think it would be silly if they didn't have him do that. But I'm glad that uh, they're getting to that now. And we don't, we still don't really know like how limited or full his powers are on Earth. It seems right. at least like he's a good deal less powerful than Supergirl, but we really haven't seen like a full test of his powers yet. Right. And I think they've done a good job of slowly building up Monel to where, okay, now he's ready to become a hero. He's, he's ready to get out there and fight and stand for good. Where I know a lot of people had complaints about James because it was mm -hmm. like, oh, one episode, he's like, I want to fight. And then the next episode there he was in full costume and, yeah. and fighting and i think it worked but I, you definitely could argue that it was rushed 
Whereas this, I mean, we're on episode nine and he didn't really come into the fold full time until, I mean, episode three, probably where, when we got to see a lot of him. Uh, but I think they've handled it pretty well. We've got to see his arc, how he was not interested at all. And now he's slowly probably from watching Kara, but still he wants to be a hero. Yep. Uh, so speaking of the dominators, um, they bowed to him at the end, or I guess there was only the one dominator. Um, right. How much more of them do you think we're going to see? I'm assuming this is not the only, because we knew that they were coming back to Supergirl or coming to Supergirl. They were never on Supergirl, but um, I'm assuming this isn't all that we're going to see of them. No, definitely. I mean, that would be uh, silly <laughs> if they just, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure where it's going to lead, but like I said, like I said with roulette, I, you could say the dominators didn't really need to be there, but I'm also kind of glad that they're hopefully this is setting up something more and we get to see the villains more than once rather than one off. Um, I don't, I mean, where do you think this is going to lead? Um, I think we, we talked about it earlier when we found out that they were coming to Supergirl, that maybe Monel's parents or whoever from Daxum is looking for him. We're going to enlist the help of the, um, the dominators to try to find him. And to me, that looks like where it's going because obviously they recognized him as royalty um, or something. They had some sort of reverence for him, but they didn't try to take him or right. take him back. So I don't know then, I guess. But I still think somehow those those two hooded figures that are looking for him are communicating or are somehow interacting with the Dominators and it has something to do with them. Yeah, I'm very curious. The, the only Dominators Daxamite overlap I know of is from the Invasion comic book comic book where they don't really have a history the the dominators invade and the dexmites are just kind of there to watch mm -hmm. so i'm not sure you know I, I think i couldn't guess where it would be coming based off of comic books anyway yeah what do you think of all the uh alex and maggie stuff in this episode uh i hope they stop making them fight and then not fight <laughs> yeah in one episode they've done that like i don't know three or four times it feels like at least so now that she knows that Kara is Supergirl, which it's just kind of funny because she's like, the glasses don't work. I'm like, how many other people? Like, it's it's just <laughs> funny, like, because obviously it's ridiculous, but it's a comic book show. Um, but yeah, so I'm hoping that now that she knows that, it'll be easier for them and we won't have to see them fighting quite as much. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want to see that much more of them sort of like, it, it seems a little forced forced drama between the two of yeah. them and then by the end of the episode everything's okay um and the last couple episodes have kind of been like that so i hope it doesn't become a habit um but yeah other than that i think it's going pretty well yeah all right well that's all we've got for today thanks for listening we'll be back again tomorrow thanks for listening and make sure to check out dc daily drop on twitter facebook and dc drop by tomorrow for more dc news